Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is a Wednesday Night Wallop special news report from the Wednesday Night Wallop studios in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Joseph. Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, we're going to talk about some some news today. And in addition to the news that we're going to be talking about, we're also going to do a preview of the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, which we'll be covering uh, attempting to do live uh, on 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 Sunday. Um, the t- time of all of this TBD, but yes, yes, definitely. We will. That's going to be interesting. I'm uh, I'm actually leaving um, on a trip the day after, so lots of fun times coming up. Anyway, uh, let's start with let's start with the video game. Okay, let's so do some light news before, before anything. We we haven't uh, we haven't been. Uh, doing the regular Wednesday Night Wallet for a few weeks now, so we figured what we'd do is just, you know, smash a, a bunch of weeks' worth of news together along with our pay-per-view preview, and uh, it'll be a show. Yeah. So, Kyle, we're, we're talking about AEW's video game. Yes. Um, so, apparently, there is some news coming about AEW's video game. They've released a little bit of gameplay footage. They released um, Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose. They've talked at a fair amount of length about how the video game is going to be. Basically, don't expect it to be, you know, huge customization suite, huge roster, whatever it's going to be. It's going to be a fairly um, more, it seems to be more um, pick up and play than it is going to be a large, um, like a large scale wrestling game. So, Time will tell how it's sort of going to play. I feel like the, this, the big thing about this, and I'm not sure if you agree with me, I think the gameplay is going to basically make or break this game. I I, I could agree with that. Um, definitely. Like, we've seen very little of it. Um, I mean, like, it looks good. Like, it doesn't yeah. look terrible. It no. looks like it's going to be fun. And, and like you've mentioned before, like, this could be a game that you could play with people who don't necessarily watch wrestling, and it's just a fun fighting game, really, to play with a group of your friends. And if it's that, great, great. I just, I hope that, I guess for me, what my hope is that eventually the game becomes more than that. Because I feel like for the company, be like where the company's at right now, and knowing that they've put well more than over the budget to what they have for this video game uh, in the first place, I, I probably will be happy with you know at least sixty superstars on that roster. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for fifty to sixty. Um, I know that they said uh, that there was a report that the cap was pretty much Danielson and Cole. So you'll get Punk, you'll get those guys, you'll get the the you know the big the the roster that you know AEW's had consistently for the last while. So not not a huge deal there. Gameplay I don't think looks terrible. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm anticipating it. I just, I guess to a certain degree, I, I, I think that initially they said that the September, uh, launch date was what they were looking at. I don't think that they've kept to that. I think they've said now towards the end of the year, which I'm, I'm kind of happy with in the sense that like, if the game isn't ready, don't put it out. Um, if it's going to be 2k 20, don't put it out. You know what I mean? If it's going to be broken, I I don't think that the fan base is will respond well to that. I think the thing is, it doesn't have to be so long as it's polished and it's fun. It doesn't need to be like you know. The reality is, 
I can still go and pick up uh, WCW NW Revenge and have fun with that game. Absolutely. So, like, I don't need, I don't need to, and the gra- as far as the graphics go, it looks more than good enough that I'm not going to care. Right. I've seen some of the gameplay. It looks like it, it looks fun. I just want to see what the controls are and how, how the wrestlers sort of feel once, once you get a, a hold of them, a hold of the controller. And yeah, I, I want it to be chaotic and I want it to be, um, fun and out there. Like, you know, uh, it does not need to be everything that 2K is. As much as I love 2K, and 2K22 has been uh, a lot of fun to play, it, it doesn't need to be that. We're, no. I'm, I don't need it to be that. I just need it to be to be fun, to be able to do, you know, a few basic matches, to have some of my favorite AEW superstars and just go out there, um, you know, have a couple of drinks with a couple of friends and play some matches. Um, and, I, sorry. And, you know, if there's a character creator, even if it's like <laughs> really basic, you like, you know, 20 faces and some, some wrestling attires that they can like different shirts or pants or, you know, your old classic N64 scroll through and, and pick a thing. I don't need it to be more than that. Like, <laughs> It's supposed to be fun. That's basically like it's not a big simulation thing. So yeah, uh, hopefully, it, it get, basically for me, it's going to come down to is it fun to play? If it's not fun to play, then it's that's sort of a waste. But let's we'll see. Uh, I did want to quickly. I don't know if you uh, heard this or if I heard it from you. I don't remember. Uh, apparently, uh, WWE very happy with two K twenty two and two K twenty three in the in the works. Uh, in production, um, and they're looking at another uh, March release date being the regular thing. I think that's really smart on their part. I think releasing it at the same time that NBA 2K comes out every year, it, it's really like you're you're asking a lot from people who play video games because games are expensive. Yeah. So I think that, that that fits, and also it's right around WrestleMania season, so like and people are getting into that's it. That's right? the big thing is that you can advertise it. You can advertise it with WrestleMania. That's when a lot of the wrestling fans come back anyway. And for some of the people who are more casual, who like the video game side of it, like I do, yeah, that's a perfect tie-in for it. So I was I was really happy to hear that. Um, as well as uh, a big-time Ukes uh, member has is leaving Ukes for WWE 2K again. Apparently, he, 2K. yeah, he had worked on the old 2K games as a I think creative director of some kind uh, in some sort of directory role. He is leaving you to rejoin 2K Games and is going to be working on 2K23, or apparently has been for a while. So time will tell. I I don't get tied up in a lot of those like individual moves and stuff like that. I think it's going to come down to... I think both companies have more than enough people who have more than enough experience making wrestling video games. It just comes down to... Um, and this is what was interesting, is that Kenny Omega sort of went out. He wanted Uke specifically because they had made those N64 games that he loved. But I think what's interesting is that it appears that the the two have had a divergent um, uh, vision for what they imagined the game would be. And I'm interested to see what whose version ends up shining through when it comes out. Do you think uh, Kenny Omega is going to be working on the next video game? I doubt it. I think that... 
I think he's sort of gotten a taste for this. I don't think he's necessarily particularly enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't, unless he, unless his fingerprint is sort of heavily on this game, such that you kind of need him to be back to, to steer the next one. I just don't know that. I don't know that they, they need somebody pulling them in a different direction without being in the, in the room and knowing what each side wants, it's hard to say because I don't know what it, who aligns more with what I'm <laughs> looking for necessarily, but like, you know, remains to be seen. Right. I don't think, I will say this. I think most of those companies have enough people who have the experience. It comes down to whether or not you have the time, whether or not you have the budget, whether or not you have the time to test it, and whether or not you have a vision that aligns with what the fans are looking for. And I have a feeling that a lot of fans are looking for this game to be more to, to be 2K. And I feel like it's going to be more um, a meld between 2K and Fire Pro Wrestling. Interesting. Interesting. Well, well I'm... That, that, you know, that might be something. We shall see. But, yeah, time will tell. So we'll move on to, speaking of AEW wrestlers who have been with the company a long time, AEW has come to terms with a few releases, and we haven't really covered these yet, but I figure we'll throw them together right now, uh, give thoughts on. I might be missing some names, but as far as I know right now, Marco Stunt, Jack Evans, Stu Grayson and Joey Janela appear to have had their contracts expire with AEW and are now uh, working elsewhere. Rylan, what are your thoughts on these people, on these departures? Well, I, I do want to say something. I guess they're not releases, are they? They're, they're, the contracts expired and they, and they couldn't come yeah. to terms, right? So I will say uh, something for Tony Khan. Uh, we we have been critical of his you know online persona and his some of his decisions, but I will say the guy kept these people employed through a pandemic when this was a what first year company, um, and he let their contracts run out, like he he didn't he didn't release them and and you know capitalize on some of that money back. It, it simply put, he 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 let these guys make the money. He wasn't, I guess, the, the Joe, guys like Joe Janela, and the one that gets me really is Stu Grayson, because like <laughs> he he's a, a member of one of the more prominent factions you have in AEW, and you have a lot, but this is one of the ones that you've really you know put a lot of steam behind. And Stu Grayson is a fantastic wrestler. None of these wrestlers are not that, um, but Stu Grayson for me uh, stands out. Joe Janela, like apparently there was some backstage heat. Um, potentially he could have been uh, hurting people. I, I'm not here to speculate on that. Uh, I don't think that's what we're, we're just simply talking about the situation. That guy's got GCW. He makes a, a ton of money over there. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he's doing just fine. Um, and, and it, it, you know what, it doesn't necessarily, I'm not, I'm not, you know, you know, hurt by it, but at the same time, like uh, he was a guy who wasn't really prominently used. Like, he was there for certain aspects, and, and he certainly had a cool tag team with Sonny Kiss, but, like, eh. Like, again, he's going to be just fine. I think Joey um, Janela, to me, is the quintessential indie guy. Mm -hmm. I think the indies are a better place with a guy like Joey Janela there. 
because not only is he a great wrestler and he's entertaining, but he is very, very creative. Uh, and he is, you know, creatively involved. Obviously, he's had spring break going forever. Um, you know, and I, I, those are, he's one of those guys that you like to see being free to sort of do what he wants to do. And I feel like he'll, I think the, the indie scene will be better off with him, with him there. And it just, I guess it just didn't click with AEW, which is unfortunate. Uh, Marco Stunt, I have nothing against this guy. Absolutely nothing. He, he's a, you know, from what I've seen, he was a capable wrestler. Um, the look, though. The look, I think, is not a look for a major wrestling promotion. I don't think anyone believes this guy is going to be a champion or beat anybody. And I understand that wrestling, you kind of have to, you know, turn that off a little bit. But I just think that the look was never going to work. And uh, he's doing I, other things, too. I think he's he's doing other things, too, right? Like, it's not like he's he's fallen down. Sure. Here's what and I'll say again, about Marco Stunt. I think Marco Stunt was a missed opportunity because I think he was working well with, with Jungle Express. And if they put the titles on them before, uh, earlier than they did, I feel like he'd still be in the company. Um, because I think he was a part, he was a part of that, that, that did work. And, and that stable did work as, you know, a more fun time stable. And, and to be honest, now they're not as fun as they were. No, and no. I don't think that's entirely Marco stunt, but I think it's they're trying to make them like make them a bit more serious. And like, the guy's a dinosaur. Like this is, does not need to be a serious tag team. They can but be I, fun and competent. Sure, but I also think that it's a vessel for Jungle Boy to become a more serious character, and he's a character yeah. that while yeah, Here's I agree what with I'll you. Say. His name is Jungle Boy. Yeah, but if he can you be want Jack Perry at any point. Oh, anyway. but here's the thing. You don't need him to. You don't need him to be serious in order to turn him serious. Like if you want him to be Hollywood Jack Perry, you could turn him heel like that. You could, and you know, have him cut the hair and have him do all that. Like if you wanted to go down that road, it would it would be a, a look change, and uh, he's got all the ability to wrestle. Certainly, um, as a heel, but I don't even necessarily think a heel. I just think as a serious baby face, sure. this, this team needed to toughen up a little bit. And, and not to say that you needed to lose Marco Stunt, but adding Christian and then having Mark, they just, there was a period of time where he just disappeared off TV. And I didn't know what was going on. I don't think you did. And then there was no report coming out about him being injured or anything like that. He just wasn't being used. Yeah, And I, I don't know what the backstage stuff is, but again, I, I feel like the, this guy's, not only does he have stuff going on, but he's been in AEW for the, you know, three years, two years. He's going to be doing just fine on the indies as well. Another guy yeah. who will, if he wants to continue to wrestle, which I think is up in the air, I don't think that this guy's necessarily wanting to do that full time anymore. Um, I know he's got a band and I know he, he apparently... Um, Audition for America's Got Talent or something like that. So he's got other things on the go. So yeah. I don't think that this guy necessarily needs AEW, and I don't think that AEW or or the Jungle Express necessarily needs him. And All I will say is that wrestling is more fun when you have a multitude of things going on. Sure. And I do start to worry because you look, you look at someone like Private Party. They really suck the fun on the Private Party. Yeah, they really have. And they've sucked some of the fun out of the Dark Order, too. <coughs> um, I feel like 
this is a company that does comedy pretty well. And not every character needs to be serious. Like, I think what's interesting about the elite, for example, is they recognize when they're being dumb. Like, I think Matt and Nick Jackson are very aware of when they're silly. Yeah. And, you know, the, and they like the shoes and the, the Twitter stuff and everything going on with, and with uh, Brandon being their, uh, their videographer. And you know, Adam Cole, everybody making fun of Brandon Cutler. Like, they they know when they're being silly, and they're willing to integrate that level of silliness to their characters. I think that's there. And that's good. And I think there's a lot of, like, Hangman Page is a silly character. But he can be serious when he needs to be. Um, the Dark Order are silly characters. Um, the Best Friends are silly characters. But I feel like we've done so much work to try to serious all those starting to lose some of the fun of, of the of AEW that we got in earlier. And I feel like that's, to me, that's what Marco Stunt sort of represents. Uh, I just hope they don't get rid of it entirely, because, like, I don't need everybody to be serious. Well, I think that we have a, an element of that, though, with Danhausen and with Hook, and yeah. even even to a certain degree, Smart Mark Sterling. You still have that silliness there, right? Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you in a sense that it, but like you know. I would, I would hate to see Orange Cassidy like completely far, far gone, like far gone. Yeah, like, and well, I now that he's I, been I, in a title match, he should never not be silly ever again. Like, no, he doesn't need to be. Not everything needs to be serious all the time. Like Kenny Omega is the king of not being serious all the time. That's true. And it's just the idea that those guys can turn it on when they need to, but they don't always. Like, and that's one of the things for the WWE model that I've sort of never been... John Cena always needs to be John Cena. Mm-hmm. Now, it sort of works for him, because he's just sort of that dude. But, and I, you know, but, like, Roman Reigns isn't really that guy, you know? Like, when he's not Roman Reigns, he is a more fun, interesting person. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't I, I, mind like I don't mind a character like that having to be serious. It's like but not everybody needs to be that character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh that was a, a lot of a lot of talking on that. I agree with you, Stu Grayson. It is a loss. I it is unfortunate. Jack Evans was a guy who I think got a bit of a raw deal early on when they were starting to feature some of those tag teams. They just that I he and Angelico never got over. No. They gave and- them some weird stuff to do. And then the Matt Hardy thing was just sort of the death blow for a lot of those tag teams. Uh, and I think with him too, is I believe he's Mexico based in a sense that like he, he, him and his family live out there. And I mm. think that the going back and forth and there were, there was some trouble uh, a few months ago with him. So like, it might be a situation where like they're almost, cause you didn't see a helico uh, go. No, which is a surprise to me. And I think I've now seen him featured alongside uh, Andrade's boys. So he's another member of the the family office that just occasionally appears. Yeah. Um. So again, he's like, a very I, good wrestler, but it, like he's he's ten years younger than than Jack Evans too, right? Right. That's Almost. just it. It's, I, I think another not to say that age plays a card at all in AEW. Sting, uh, CM Punk. Uh, there's the there's a difference between those guys and Jack Evans. That's true. That's true. Like uh, the level that Sting's on is nowhere near the level that Jack Evans has ever gotten to, and un- it's unfortunate because he's very talented. He's really, uh, really talented. It, I just think that he 
like you said, they they just didn't get over. And I think that they they certainly tried, but they didn't try as hard as they did with everybody else. The tragedy wow. with Jack Evans is that had they had a cruiserweight division in this company, I feel like he could have gotten over there. Yeah, sure. But I feel like that was that was the place where they needed something there, and it just never sort of happened. Um, what should we move on to next? Because I want to save uh, I want to save the Naomi Sasha stuff for as late as I possibly can. I feel like we're going to have so much to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I guess we will. Um, do we have anything before that, or are we are we just we have that in the pay per view now, right? Uh, no, no, Kyle. Oh, um, actually, let's go to this for quickly because I don't think it's going to take too too long. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is stepping away. Yes, uh, she announced on Twitter that she is uh, stepping down or stepping away from the company for a period of time, uh, and that and uh, it's been reported that Nick Khan is going to be taking over her daily duties. Uh, which for wrestling fans and fans uh, of WWE uh, is terrifying. Uh, because this guy is just just raided and pillaged everything about that was fun about that company, talent and, and everything else wise. Um, anyway, uh, I at first I thought maybe this made sense considering that Triple H, you know, the, the scare they had in September, you know, yeah. people want to spend more time with the family. But apparently Triple H has come back full time now, so this might just be um, for her. I mean, they, they have three daughters and they're in their teens like it's. It's a crucial time in, in you know their child's life, and and this it's a demanding business. Yeah. It really is, and and if you know you want to have a relationship with your children, I think that's great. Honestly, Stephanie McMahon, as much as you know, we we can complain about her from time to time, and certainly the character. Uh, this is a woman who has gotten very far in an industry very male dominated. She's won plenty of awards for being uh, a woman in her position for a billion dollar company, uh, publicly traded. She's done fantastic work. Um, she's I can't. a perfectly fine brand ambassador for WWE. Mm-hmm. She has yeah. been she, like her role in the company beyond her on-screen role has has been great. And honestly, her on-screen returns recently have been perfectly fine. Yeah, I feel like now that we're past the era of um, what, what was the name of that faction that they had with? Um. Oh, no, I can't remember. Seth Rollins. And oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Corporate Kane. The corporation? Is that them? No, that was that was The Rock. And No, you're right. Oh, God. What did they call? They had a name. I know. I know they did. But I can't, for the life of me, remember what it is. I'm going to have a look this up because this is going to bother me. But, like, yeah. as a brand ambassador and as, you know, working in her off-screen role, um, the authority... Jesus. She's a high-ranking official in WWE. Like, yeah. this is not a woman that... And not only that, she owns a percentage of the company. Yeah. So, like, this is somebody who has really... I mean, post post authority, she has been perfectly good uh, coming back to do her to do her role and, and you know make announcements or announce draft picks or, or those various things. And then as a brand ambassador, she's done a lot of work for the company to grow it uh, beyond the the realm of your basic network TV world and into other avenues and to do some of the like bullying awareness and other stuff like that. Um, you know, I feel like, man. You think it's a it, loss? Yeah, I do. But I think the 
man, there's an irony of it. It still it still boggles my mind that evolution never ran again. That blows my mind that they came up with an idea so great and then did it once. Yeah, um, yeah. But neither here nor there. I think the big thing is that um, I think this is going to be a temporary thing. I don't think she can stay away from this forever. But we'll, we'll find out. I mean, this could be a very Tom Brady like situation. Six weeks from now, she might be like, "All right, I'm done with this family life stuff." And the thing is, ultimately, this is the like if she's backing away from it. And you know Shane's sort of away from it, and Triple H, who's gonna who's who's to say whether or not he's gonna stay with it permanently? Now we're starting to get into the area of, yeah, Vince might actually sell this thing. Yeah, that's that been the big fear for a while, and this is the biggest move that makes me think that it could possibly happen. Yeah, um, we will see. It, it re- remains to be seen, but yeah, I like. Time will tell with 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 this, and they're like, God, if, if Disney buys another thing, I just I I can't. Dude, the WWE Network on Disney Plus. Uh, that's that's all. That's sure. all. That's all I'm saying. I do. Uh-huh. We do, the, can we not have one company own all the things? I I agree with you. I agree with you. But I'm like thinking about every thinking about... big budget movie, and then I can't go to the movie theater because I hate all movies now. Uh, and now, you know, just don't – the last thing I need is for that company to own wrestling, too. That's that's my horse in that race. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I'm betting on. Um, before we get into anything else, Kyle, there is a story that we have alluded talking about, and I just want to say, woo! Sorry. Oh. Ric Flair is getting back in the ring one more time. He's being brought to you by Trilla. Trilla, yeah. Triller is putting on an event in August where Ric Flair is wrestling a six-man tag, and his, which will be his final match, I guess. Um, sure it will. Here's my thing. You know, as soon as he gets that paycheck, you know what I mean? If he doesn't take any hard bumps. How old is Ric Flair? 73? I don't. He, here's the thing, though. Ric Flair is in Ric Flair years. Which, like, are you think? Are you saying he's going to turn back the clock and we're going to see some fantastic performance? No, I'm saying Ric Flair at 73 has lived harder than most 73 year olds. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, this guy literally had a death scare like what two years ago. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that long ago. He's claiming that he he has talked to over 40 doctors before doing this. I think that that's a ridiculous number and that that is not likely true um the the one part i did want to get into talking because i know you don't really want to spend too much time on this so i'll make it quick uh ricky steamboat was rumored to be one of the opponents so as it stands right now it'll be rick flair and ftr against the rock and roll express also very old and they've at least wrestled recently true true and from whatever reason they those guys still got it Anyway, Ricky Steamboat was rumored to be the opponent. He apparently has decided against it. He did an interview where he stated that he does really not want to hurt his legacy and that uh, his matches with Jericho uh, 
at WrestleMania and then at the backlash following uh, that uh, were matches that he held in very high esteem. I believe that was in 2009, a year after Ric Flair had retired. Because he was in his corner at WrestleMania. Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat had the match of the year at WrestleWar, according to PWI, in 1989. Yep. Yeah, they had great matches together. Uh, but uh, anyway, Ricky Steamboat said it was a bit a hell of a paycheck, which no, not shocking. Um, but uh, he has decided not to do it. Uh, he doesn't want to hurt his legacy. I say good for him. Good for you, man, for realizing that it's not a good idea. He's, I think he's sixty three now, maybe sixty sixty seven. So like, <laughs> like don't do it. Uh, this is going to be ridiculous, I think. I, I don't know who they're going to get for Flair. Like, I really hope they don't pull... At, like, I really hope it's not Arn or something. Because I know that next weekend at uh, StarCast, uh, we are getting the, the the four horsemen reuniting for the first time in a long time. And this is especially uh, interesting, considering that Ric Flair has gone on record and said that none of these guys are close with him anymore and didn't reach out to him when he had his health scare. So... I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's going to be nothing but stories, laughs, and, and a good time. But, like, oh God, I just hope it's not one of these guys. I hope it's not Tully. Ric Flair had his retirement match in 2008. Yep. That is almost 15 years ago. And you know what? I was not a fan of Ric Flair at the time, but that match is fantastic. That match is – but, like – Let's be real as to why that match was fantastic. Well, Shawn Michaels is the guy he is, but like yes. he, Shawn but Michaels that, carried that match, and but it was emotional. It was it yes. was more than the match itself. The, the the story of it, the the final moments, like everything, it was perfect. It was the no, perfect send off. I know, and like man, and, and nobody and gets like, that. Nobody gets that perfect send off because it's just and because like you know, Shawn Michaels had a perfect send off too. And now, and now we've got him, him wrestling in the video game, um, which you know is a better send off than the, than the real one he's had. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm kind of. I just want to see this dude like not die. Yeah. And he's been had all kinds of, you know, he's had medical problems or whatever, and he's finally he's finally settled into, you know, settled into a decent routine. This is to me, and it's like, I don't want to be whatever about, about Ric Flair. I don't want to, you know, get on his case or whatever it is. To me, this is the guy who could just never give it up. Yeah, and it, it's it's the same story that we had with Terry Funk. And there's a lot of guys out there that, that just really could never give it up. I I commend guys like Michaels and Austin for staying away as long as they did before they finally did, you know, take that, you know, huge paycheck. But at the same time, like... You look at the, I mean, okay, I'm not going to say anything about that Michaels match, but the, look at Stone Cold. He, he waited 20 years before he came back. And yeah, he looked fine, but he's 57. 
Flair's yeah. 73. Yeah, there's a difference between – and, like, the worry with Steve Austin was just that, like, he had such a horrific injury that we don't want him to get hurt again. Yeah. I don't think anyone was worried that Steve Austin would die. Like, and he'll be protected, and they'll do all these different things, and et cetera, et cetera. I just, I have, I have so little interest. And that's the thing, is like, is just more nonsense, especially with Trilla. This is more nonsense. And the wrestling world doesn't need more of this. If this is your trash... You can enjoy it. I'm not going to criticize you for for enjoying the, your trash. But oh, I will be covering this. I will for sure be covering this because I I like to watch the world burn, Kyle. But like, I just I, I don't I don't need or want or care, and I'm gonna not watch this or care to read about the result or hear about it or whatever. I don't want to hear that it was, oh, it was actually a better match than we expected it to be. I don't care. I'm... <laughs> this is like, especially with everything that we've, we've had with Flair, and it's just like, to me, it's just kind of sad. It, it, I agree with that. I will agree with you on that. It is something that I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, and you know what? I saw him training with Jay Lethal in a video, and I I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, well, he's keeping in shape. He likes to hang out with Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal seems like a cool dude. I would like to hang out with Jay Lethal just to hear him talk like Ric Flair or Macho Man Randy Savage for hours on end. I think that would be great. But, yeah, I agree. It's sad. It's sad that this is where we're – and he's Ric Flair. It's not like – like Terry Funk is Terry Funk. Don't get me wrong. Cool as fuck, hardcore as fuck. But you're not – you shouldn't have made as much money as Ric Flair is what I'm saying. And Ric Flair shouldn't have to need to do this. I don't think it's money. I really don't. I think it's Ric Flair just needs to be Ric Flair. I think the idea of being um, Richard Fleer is just not that interesting to him. Possible. Uh, good news coming out of the, the Ric Flair department, though. Apparently him and his uh, estranged wife, Wendy, have re- reconciled. So at least – at least he's got his wife there with him. Yeah, like, oh man. He's one of those guys that just, like, it's, um, see, like, it's great that he's made it this far. Which is yeah, sad it really say. is. It's sad to see. But, like, that's, that's, that's where I'm, I guess that's, basically that's where I'm at with, uh, with Ric Flair is that like I'm I'm glad he made it this far. Before we get into because I believe that's our last bit of news, isn't it? Uh yeah. Um before Sasha and Naomi, yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. So let's get into that. Um Alright. I wanna try to stick as close to what we know as possible, which is not a lot. I'm not going to stray too far into speculation personally, but I am going to talk about a few things, and I'm going to clap back is wrong. I'm going to explain my annoyance at Twitter and why I've sort of had to back away from wrestling Twitter. 
One, curling Twitter is just way better. If there are any curling fans, uh, curling Twitter is just great. It's There are very few controversies, and the ones that are controversies are just, like, so wholesome that you don't have to feel bad about anything. Like, there's, there's ultimately, like, you really don't have to feel that bad about the situations. Sasha Banks and Naomi, as the story goes, um, got into, uh, basically had a creative altercation, or an altercation with creative, um, a disagreement that led them to have multiple meetings with, uh, John Laurinaitis, and they left their titles, uh, their tag team titles there and walked out of the company. The reports are they were set to, uh, they were told, I guess they were going to have some sort of tag, there was going to be some sort of tag title thing for them to do. And then in reality, the plan was for, uh, Sasha to, um, win a match that would have put her in a match against Bianca Belair and, or for Naomi to win a match that would have put a match against Bianca Belair. I think pinning Sasha was the story, but that hasn't been confirmed. And, and Sasha was set to go to, uh, have a match with Ronda Rousey where she was going to put Ronda Rousey over. And basically the tag titles were going to be used to sort of elevate the two champions. And they walked out and left the titles there. And since then, WWE has not only put out a statement, um, chastising both competitors, but on multiple television shows have called them out for unprofessional behavior. And I have feelings about this, and I have very, very specific feelings about this. I'll let you talk first, though. I need a minute to clear my head. Um, I just find it so disgusting that they're, they, they took that route with the dealing with the situation. You think about CM Punk walking out. He walked out before Monday Night Raw, but he never said his name again on television. Unless it was a, a small reference with Paul Heyman for months after that. They dealt with all that all behind the scenes, and that was a lawsuit as well. It wasn't just you know, uh, you know, whatever. It, it was a, it, that turned into a big deal, and they didn't mention him. Why are you blasting these women on live television? Not only on Raw, but on SmackDown. Michael Cole looks so uncomfortable delivering that, and Pat McAfee too. Like that—that that is that—that that is asking your people in positions of. I mean, this is Michael Cole's the voice of WWE. You think he wants to go out there and shit all over this superstar that feels like th- this this creative that they have for them is ridiculous and they they shouldn't be doing this? It's so stupid. It's so stupid and it's so un. Unpro- Talk about unprofessional. You, you're 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 calling these women unprofessional and this is how you're choosing to react to it like a child. Well, they did this, so we're just going to say that they're unprofessional and they left and that's not right and blah, 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 blah. You look like like children. Deal with these situations. We've got potential uh, contracts coming up this year and, and within and, and with one of them, you know, very soon you, you deal with this. Don't don't just fucking, you know, blast these women on TV and expect that they're going to want to come back to work for you. 
regardless as to who their husbands are or their status in the company or stature in the company, like Sasha Banks is a huge star. She doesn't have to work for WWE. There's other there's other uh, avenues out there. Two women who would be perfect for the AEW women's division. Or Sasha Banks doesn't even need wrestling if she doesn't want to. No. She's also very young for how, how much she's accomplished in her life. Um, do you have any more that you want to add? I don't know. Like, I just, I, I find the situation very weird. Like, I, I, it's just not, not how I certainly expected the situation to play out. Like, I thought it was bad that they, they said something on Raw, but to then double down and do it on SmackDown again. So ridiculous. So like that, like I said, like Pat McAfee and Michael Cole looked is so uncomfortable and you got to know a guy like Pat McAfee does not agree with this at all. I don't know. All right. I'll let you go on. Uh, WWE can go fuck itself. So, and I'll come back to that point, but I don't know about you, Alan. The man, this feels like punching down to me. Yeah, that, absolutely. Like, we can talk about Sasha Banks if we want to, and the the star, you know, whatever this, she has a history of doing this, of walking out of this company, and she's a history. Um. She has been with this company since she was incredibly young, has busted her ass doing this, and her debut was in, uh, let's, her, when did she sign with WWE? Signed with WWE in 2012. So a decade this woman's been in the company. She's 30, by the way. She's been here since basically she was like, since the start of her adulthood. She has given this company everything and she has earned accolades, absolutely. But like, she's earned them. If you want to talk about how many members of the women's division had their best match against Sasha Banks? All of them. <laughs> and that's, really? That's my point. I would say Ronda Rousey's probably her best match with Sasha Banks. Bailey, her best five matches from Sasha Banks. Um, Charlotte Flair, I think there's an argument to be made that her best match was Sasha Banks. Bianca Belair, certainly there's an argument to be made, and I would make that argument that her best match was Sasha Banks. I could go on, but you know, it's sort of beside the point. Even Becky Oscar. Lynch, Becky yeah. Lynch, Becky like, Lynch. <laughs> That, that that program where where Sasha returned with the blue hair like that that was an that was my match of the year for the women in, in that Oscar yeah absolutely um, like you could argue again there's a lot of arguments to be made and um man they and, and you know what I I do actually do want to go in on something a little bit uh, the rumor that 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 they didn't want to work 
with Oscar or Becky. That's ridiculous. Fucking so stupid. Like what? So ridiculous. The, the, the two, two of the one of the two of the best in the company, and you're saying that they're like they're not safe. Bullshit. Bullshit. Like, and, and I know these women did not go in there saying that. So to even put that out there, beyond ridiculous. Like, I agree with you. Fuck WWE because you've got two women who are. Uh, this Na- Naomi's been there forever, forever. Yeah, and and you've put her through some of the. And don't get me wrong; she again accomplished as well. Um, not at the stature I think of Sasha Banks, but regardless, somebody who's been on your roster, but who's been there, so talented. Yeah, and I think the thing with Sasha Banks is that Sasha Banks has at least gotten her flowers, but even then, she could have gotten more with this company than she's gotten. Yeah, I mean, even the fact with what she's gotten. Fact- the fact that she has not won a WrestleMania match until this year? What? Yeah. And she stayed loyal to you. The yeah. new company came out, smashed records, smashed ratings for uh, against your, uh, you know, pr- promotion. And, and you, you, you've, this woman has stayed loyal to you. This is um, not the time to, like, especially in women's wrestling. This is yeah. not the time to just let people go or, or let people or, or bash people openly on television. Like Naomi has removed yeah. all reference of WWE on her social media. And that's the thing is like, these people are heavily tied to they're They're both married to people who work within the company. Right. Um, uh, one, a wrestler and one, and one, uh, in the backstage role. Oh, and, and he has been vocal too. I, I don't know, uh, if you've seen that, but, like Naomi has given this company everything, and they've given her so much nothing. It's so frustrating to watch every year the excitement, like, oh, maybe Naomi's going to win the Royal Rumble. Because it would be so out of nowhere, but she's more than talented enough to do it, and, we, and literally everyone knows that. Um... And the frustrating thing about it is that, especially you know, if, you know, Sasha Banks. Obviously, they want to. They're going to talk about oh, she has a history of doing this, which is you know such bullshit. But then on top of that, like, and I'm gonna, yeah, you know what? Guess what? I'm playing the race card. You didn't do this to you. You know, you did this to all of these other people who who left this company, or you know who walked out or who had some level of frustration and of course you're going to do it to um these two black women and of course the same inane racist twitter garbage that we're going to get um as a result of that thanks so much for that you're you're doing awesome job uh be way to be a star wwe and it's so exhausting and frustrating and these two people are so good and you know what i'm going to say this to everybody who and you can you know you can delete me off twitter you can come out there and call me whatever name you want to um for all the people who are like i have to go to a job and you should have to suck it up quit your job if your job sucks that much quit because you know what these two can't do they can't quit that's the insane thing for all of this is that Sasha Banks and Naomi cannot quit their job. 
Because if they try to quit their job, WWE will go through some shenanigans to try to say, well, you're, you left your contract, so your contract's gonna keep going until, until you come and finish it up. They don't have the kind of options that you do in this, despite the fact that yes, they make more money than you. What a shock that Sasha Banks, who is entertaining thousands and has thousands upon thousands of fans, who cheer her specifically, makes more money than you do. Who are you? I say that to me, too. Like, I don't deserve to make more money than Sasha Banks does. Yeah. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I'm with you on that. That And I I 100% agree with that sentiment. Because you're right. I, I, I never even thought about that. But you're right. They can't quit. They can't just walk. They can they can walk out, sure, but this is going to have to be dealt with somehow until and their contract is up. That's the thing is that they don't have the same options that you do to quit. Because if they could quit, they maybe they would have. But like, guess how that worked out for Mustafa Ali? He tried to quit. Um, how'd that go, Rylan? Did he quit? Oh, he's been on TV. He's, they, they, they waited until, they waited him out and they put him back. I'm sure he's still frustrated, but what can you do? And it is so frustrating to see the, the number of people who've come out and who've defended. And also the people who are like, oh, you should go to AEW. That's also not very helpful. They can do that when their contract is over. If they so choose, but. Do you think before the end of this year we see uh, one of one or if not both of them in AEW? Oh, I think Naomi ends up in AEW. I I think WWE cannot let Sasha Banks go to AEW. I think that's a red line. I think that's a they're under no circumstances because like. Sasha Banks, like, who's the biggest, uh, like, to me, Sasha Banks, I don't know if there is a bigger star get for AEW than Sasha Banks aside from CM Punk. And yes, I'll put him, I'll put Sasha Banks ahead of, uh, Keith Lee, ahead of Samoa Joe, ahead of Daniel Bryan, or ahead of Daniel Bryan, not, ahead of Adam Cole. Not because they're not great wrestlers. All of them are great wrestlers. But you talk about like a, the star factor that Sasha Banks would have. And yeah. she's still 30. Yeah. I I honestly, the way I, if, if I mean, we, we still don't know much about Sasha's contract. Like no. it, it, you've said the end of the year, it, it, or you've heard the end of the year. Or, at I some think, point well, this year. At some point this year. Uh, Naomi it, it apparently is within two months uh, and they are in contract negotiations, yeah. which are probably going f- swimmingly right now. I mean, uh, that's the th- like, man, way to like. Get, and the thing is, like, here's my question: Do you think WWE uh, calling out Sasha and Naomi on television uh, has reduced what Tony Khan's offer would be to them? No. Or whoever else. Are or you kidding like, me? If, if anything, it's increased it. Like, 
Because if I was Tony Khan watching this happen on television, I'd be like, well, I got to offer him at least another ten thousand just to just, just to make up for the fact that they've been treated like this. And the, and that's the thing for me is like, um, like you know, Sasha Banks has been has been the you know the legit boss or whatever it is. Her character feels so much like her character's always felt like a star. She's been a star since since she's been like twenty three. Yeah. Um, I can't fathom this. This is it's one of those things that's just like I I don't know how WWE could have made this kind of stupid mistake. Um, I don't. And, and things if they end up back in WWE, I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. So long as they are, as long as they're happy with what they're doing, I think that's the most important thing. For me, I want Sasha Banks, I want Naomi to be happy with, with what they're doing. Because they both are incredibly talented and they both deserve that. Um, WWE needs to grow up. <coughs> like, they did this with Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a did. time. And that set them back. Years. Because guess what? Because guess what? The fans didn't care. Like the fans aren't going to take the side of WWE in your petty squabble. And the fact that they're trying to they're trying to wedge fans. And uh, yeah, you're going to get a certain type of fan who are going to side against uh, against um, these wrestlers. And they're the people who have uh, terrible jobs that they wish they could quit but can't, or don't want to. Well, you don't get a better job. Um, and I normally wouldn't say that so dismissively, but if you're going to be a person who's going to go on the internet and says, you go out there and do your job, lady, then <laughs> F you, I hope you have a terrible job. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I I don't have much more to say about this. WWE is, this is about as despicable as they've been in this era. Cutting talent willy-nilly has been despicable. Um, you know, releasing people from their contracts and stuff like that that they've done within, through this pandemic of shenanigans, especially targeting it when those people couldn't get jobs elsewhere. That's the kind of despicable behavior you come to expect in WWE. This is a new low. And that's hard for me to say. And Real rough time considering the Vince documentary drops this year too. You kind of want that guy to look good, right? Like this doesn't I, look good. I, I mean, what if if WWE's involved in it, it's going to look good. So anyway, this is just the same garbage that you come to expect. And again, I'm not going to be like, oh, and this is why AEW is way better than WWE because, um. Tony Khan's still in timeout in this specific instance, but <laughs> but it like Jesus, this was bad. And I I when I saw that because I, I saw that you know Michael Cole, so I, I watched that uh, that opening to SmackDown on 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 uh, on YouTube. When I saw that they did that, that is just despicable. Yeah. Like you already you already wagged your finger in a press release and had Corey 
effing graves to it. You really had to do it again on the show they're not on just to let your wrestlers know, oh, by the way, here's their Twitters. Go at them. And you know what? Corey Graves being who he is, like, I I think that definitely there's some flack there. But, like, again, the guy at the end of the day was doing what he was told to do. And that was what Michael Cole – I I, I 100% – I I don't fault those guys for having to go out there and deliver that shit. It's unfortunate that Corey Graves is the person he is and everyone kind of is like, eh, that guy. But I, I like when I, I didn't watch that one. I watched the Michael Cole one. I watched the Pat McAfee one where he had to turn away from the camera because he couldn't believe what they were doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know that. Maybe, maybe Pat McAfee thinks otherwise. Maybe Michael Cole thinks otherwise. But you know what? It, it, it didn't look like it. It did not look like it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... It's typical. It's typical. It's typical treatment of these people. And, like, it's this type of stuff, which is why they need to to tear up all those contracts and get them to be actually, you know, employed. 100%. As as employees. Because this this is the type of BS that you can do when you get to, you know, control these people's lives. Um, Actually... Speaking of controlling people's lives, I did want to mention this um, because I do think it's worth it. I'm not going to shine too much positivity on on uh, WWE, but this is basically somebody who's been able to do his own thing in WWE, and I want to give him his stars as much as I possibly can. Oh, sure. Um, up, up, down, down's back. Yes, it is. And moreover, Battle of the Brands is back. Um, Battle of the Brands has returned with, um, with, uh, Tyler Breeze returning as Breeze, as Prince Pretty to do, uh, to do his, uh, to do his booking thing. I'm excited for that. I don't know. I can't confirm this. But I, I feel like I've seen a video, and I feel like I've seen a, a, a couple of screenshots or a picture or something. But we may be getting Cole and Cesaro in this too. The party may be back. I, I really hope that we do get the party. I, I, I've seen I would a, have. This a, is what, I, I've seen a picture with Cesaro in a wig, and Adam Cole with a fake mustache and sunglasses. That's what I, I've seen. Here's the thing. As much as I would love for it to happen, I. If it, it does, the fact that they've made it so tongue-in-cheek, fantastic. I just don't think they're going to allow Adam Cole to show up on something that has at least some WWE fingerprints on it. To to what a, to what extent WWE is controlling this? Uh, to what extent WWE is even involved in the production of this remains to be seen. I don't know the answer to that, but like, yeah, I don't know. I is I the wish, battle of the sorry. I, I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but battle of the brands is back. Does that are they playing twenty two now? I assume that's what they're going to do, but I'm not sure. They have not confirmed that. Oh, that's so good. Because I isn't Breeze in the game. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's going to be great. <laughs> I'm very interested to see what they decide to do with that. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun to be had with that, for sure. 
I, if they, so that, that comes out of the question with 2K is, are they going to be able to do, to have the guys who are, are especially the guys who are in AEW, right? Because that was a, a thing that had, that caused them problems before. So yeah, I think you'll, that is going to be a, for me, I think watching the other brands is going to be telling to see what this new version of Up, Up, Down, Down is going to be get, able to get away with. Well, I did hear something uh, offhand that WWE is 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 has dropped their taking of money from these Twitch users. So I don't know if I, I can't confirm that. Um, so maybe part of this whole situation with Up, Up, Down, Down coming back is uh, part of that. I guess it remains to be seen, but. I, I again, I'm very excited about this. Up, up, down, down. One of the best YouTube channels out there. Some of the biggest laughs I've ever got with wrestling uh, were were with that. And Undertaker's opinions aside, I like wrestlers playing video games. I oh man, I have. <laughs> I could give you a top ten list of great uh, videos to check out from their archive. I'll give I'll give a shout out for a few. Uh, Edge and Christian playing NHL '94. Fantastic. It's one of the most Canadian things I've ever seen. Um, it's so good. Um, <laughs> Anything <laughs> involving Big E, their UFC oh. uh, tournaments. Yeah, Big E, uh, them going bowling uh, or or axe throwing too, just because like uh, Austin, Austin Creed has a tantrum about Cesaro being good at everything. Because that was a running joke, is that Cesaro is just like this multi-talented athlete. Because um, he's an insanely incre- incredible athlete. Uh, anything back to the Battle of the Brands, all the stuff with that, uh, especially when they had some of the lesser-known wrestlers and guys cutting promos. Big E cutting a promo on Renee, on Renee uh, Young was fantastic. Um EC3 had a promo on Chad Gable that was... Those two were having a promo war that was the, the best stuff I've ever seen either of those guys do in WWE. And um, for me, everything with Tyler Breeze's uh, left-right, left-right title run was fantastic, but the pinnacle to that is Tyler Breeze versus The Miz uh, playing some sort of random Power Rangers fighting game. And it's just the funniest video on, on YouTube. So I highly recommend all that stuff. Let's talk about the pay-per-view. Yeah, good wrestling, Kyle. Good wrestling. We've gone an hour on news. That's, I think, a record for Wednesday Night Wall. We'll try to hurry through this pay-per-view. But no, 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 no. Don't worry. So many just matches. Take it easy. Take it. We're right. fine. Uh, pre-show. The pre-show is uh, Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Who's going to be wrestling? Yep. All right. Um, yeah, that should be interesting. It's a comedy match. That's what this is going to be. It'll be great, though. The crowd will love it. I mean, it's a comedy match, but Hook and Tony Nese can both go. Okay, so maybe it'll be like half a comedy match and half of a legit contest. Danhausen uh, can go too, but I don't think they're they're like giving him his flowers just yet. No, I don't think so either. Now, 
here's an interesting uh, thing. This might set up some uh, some things here. So I'll go through the the matches. Let's start with the own part. So it is Tony Storm or Dr. Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. First of all, who do you think the competitors are? Well, I am here to break the news that Chris Statlander is uh, qualified. Oh. Yes. Interesting. I think it's going to be Tony Storm, but by nefarious means. I feel like Tony Storm is going to get the win with Jamie Hayter trying to distract her and then it backfiring on Britt Baker. That's that's my prediction for that. Um, I think that the next thing for Baker has got to be – it's got to be uh, – See, man, it would be weird for Britt Baker not to be on on the show, though. It, it would be, but – I also think that Tony Storm's an act you need to get in the the big picture right away, and I think Adam Cole's winning this uh, the men's tournament, so I'm going to spoil that one. <laughs> That's what well, I think. So I don't think they want both of them going over on the same night for you know reasons that they don't need enough or they don't need any more uh, flack on Twitter from dickheads. Who cares? Like, oh, that's another thing. You you are are you upset? Are you are you sad that Sammy Guevara has a girlfriend? Uh, might I suggest that you get yourself a subscription to a uh, website uh, where you can uh, pay women to give you the attention that you feel you deserve. <laughs> going raw um because if yeah if you're upset if you're going to the internet complain about the fact that you don't like the fact that Sammy Guevara has a girlfriend um then you're clearly not you're clearly not getting any any girls in real life let me tell I, you I think it's hilarious that like you've mentioned before you think Sammy Guevara has the most punchable face in pro sure. wrestling uh, that's the guy who always gets the hot girl. Like, uh, like relax. And I also want to say, I love that we got Kyle they going after like, in. They seem like they're happy. Yeah. Let oh, them be happy. Jesus. Fucking yeah. weird incels. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, Jake Cargill and Anna Jay, they've had a good match already. Yeah. Uh, giving them a, a match on the pay-per-view, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I think it's also, another option. Sorry, go ahead. Also, I'm so so for the baddie section. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love this, and I love all the pictures. I love all the pictures of uh, all the other wrestlers in the back posing with them. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think the best one is Punk and Alistair Black or uh, Malachi Black because those two doing the baddie poses. Uh, that's gold. Anyone who wants to sit here and be like, oh, you're not taking your kayfabe ruining dead. wrestling. You oh bullshit. God. Fuck off. Come on. Oh, it's funny. Lord. Can we it's not funny. have any fun with anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, Thunder Rose and Serena Deeb. Man, I'm excited for that one, too. 
Yeah, that's going to be great. Serena Deeb cut a promo on Dynamite this week, and I feel like, so firstly, we're not reviewing Dynamite or Rampage on this show, obviously, but um, I will say, I watched Dynamite. They had the, for the first time, I feel like Dynamite went off the air, like, with zero seconds left, because that last half an hour gave us two matches, a promo with Serena Deeb, and something else, too. Uh, I don't know what segment went over time, but Tony Schiavone was able to deliver the first ever AEW Dynamite. We gotta get out of here! And then the cut. It, it cut. Um, so, sorry, I realized I missed one. Uh, the Owen, Owen Cup uh, final for the men's is uh, Kyle O'Reilly or Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. You say Adam Cole's winning it. I think you're probably right. Who do you think he's going to face? Because it could be either one of those guys. I think it's going to be Joe. I think they want to get that Adam Cole-Joe match out of the way. I think it's going to be great. I think Joe's going to get screwed. I think Adam Cole's going to win that way because that's Adam Cole, and he gets those wins. Um, I think Joe's going to get screwed by uh, Lethal and Dutt and the big guy, um, whose name escapes me right now. But uh, regardless, I I think that's how it's going to be. Um I don't see O'Reilly and Cole having their match this early. I know we're going to get plenty of them, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I just, I feel like the, the faction right now doesn't need that sort of dissension. So Especially with the Bucks kind of, like, leaning towards being like, these guys suck. Yeah. Um, Rose is Serena Deeb. We'll get into back into that again. Yeah. Uh, actually, so, sir, before we do that, the women's side, I will make the prediction... I think Chris Statlander is going to go over Tony Storm. Um, it's it's okay, okay. So you not, think Brit, Brit, you don't you also think Britt Baker is not making it to the paper? Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to say Statlander over Britt Baker. I think that's a bigger ask. <laughs> um, I don't think not because like I think that because Britt Baker is you know obviously they could do Britt Baker. Um, winning and then have her set up to chase after the championship. Either one, really, because obviously I think they they like the the thing with Thunder Rosa. But I feel like with Thunder Rosa, I feel like um, I feel like Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa could take some more time to cool off before we go at it again. Right. And I also think they might be turning Chris Statlander. That's why I'm saying I think Jamie Hayter is going to cost Britt Baker the match. I don't think it's going to be in the finals either. I just I got this feeling that they want fresh matches and they're going to want Chris Statlander and Tony Storm. And Tony Storm's new. She needs this more than Britt Baker does. Britt Baker's already a star there. Yeah, she is. I just like, so I have a hard time. I have a hard time feeling they're going to leave Britt Baker off of a pay per view. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Even though. Yeah, there are some people missing from the pay-per-view. And Although, th- this is this is their biggest too, so you might yeah. want that person there. Um Jungle Express versus Team Taz versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland for the ta- tag championships in a very odd match. That I think it's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's the, it, odd all it wants to be. Like this match is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be chaos. Absolute chaos, and uh, this is where Jungle Express loses the titles, I think. To who? Uh, Well, they've really positioned Starks and Hobbs like they could be tag champions, and honestly, even if it was Lee and and Swerve, I'm for that too. Lee and Swerve have a great finisher. 
Um, they're both fantastic. Keith Lee got to talk in Texas this week on Dynamite. So, like, I'm I, I'm all for it. I'm all for those, either team beating them. And I, I honestly, I feel like this is the moment. This is your big show. Christian's been teasing the turn. Screw them. Just screw them out of the titles and get that match out of the way. Anarchy in the arena. Jericho Appreciation Society. They're actually fucking calling it that? Oh, my God. Versus Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Two things. If we don't get a stare down, at very least, between Regal and Jericho, we have lost something for this match. Okay, well, so um, Dynamite this week had a face-off between the two of them. Yes, I, I uh, heard there was chaos. I also um, heard that um, Brian Danielson had a time. Yes, that was on Rampage, uh, yeah. or after Rampage, I guess. But no, uh, this, this face-off was so ridiculous. Uh, honestly... For the sports entertainer, uh, the sports entertainers, uh, they sounded really hard and really like vicious with the promo. And Regal really sounded sports entertainment. He talked about how for 25 years he's put Chris Jericho's toothbrush up his ass every time he's been in the ring, every time they're on a show together. He even said that he did it to Daniel Garcia. And Chris Jericho literally came out and was like, Regal, I thought you were dead. And I was like, wow, that's fucking dark, <laughs> considering all the stuff that's come out about Regal yes. on your show. Uh, it was it was weird, a weird promo. I think that's the one that might have gone over time. Um, but it led to basically Jericho almost announcing that they were going to do a stadium stampede, which John Moxley then said, I'm not doing that shit. You can call it anarchy in the arena. You can call it whatever, but it's going to be violent and bloody. Um, I'm just kind of like, I know that we don't need blood and guts on this pay-per-view, but like, if you're going to have this match, fucking like, I don't need many of these matches. You know what I mean? This is just like, going to be brawl though. And I'm okay yeah. with it being a brawl. Yeah. And it, it's probably going to fit in perfectly on the pay-per-view. I'm ecstatic to see it because I really love the Blackpool combat club. I, I, I love everybody in this, in this yeah. match, but There's like, no person, I, yeah, I feel like every person in this match is going to get some fun stuff. So and there's so many natural showdowns. Like you obviously Kingston and Jericho have to go at it. Uh, Santana and Ortiz have to go at it with uh, Menard and Parker, Brett Danielson and Garcia. And of course, John Maxley and Jake Hager have to slug it out. Everyone's got their own dance partner. It's great. Right. But I feel like you're going to other stuff. And I do think that Regal and Jericho are going to, at very least, there's going to be hands. Well, I mean, Regal's already thrown the first punch, so Jericho's got to get him back. House of Black versus Death Triangle. Do you think they're going to put put this one for the titles for the for a new uh, for the new titles that they've teased about? Possible. It's the big show. I never. I actually have not had a single thought about that. So. I would be okay with that. I they've think talked that about having great. trios titles. Apparently, they've got belts ready. So I feel like I feel like that would be the time to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Has, has this been a rumor that you've heard, or are you just he was interviewed on TSN and they asked him about it, and he revealed, "Yeah, I've got tag titles or trios titles already made." No, I I, I know I've heard that, but I, I just mean like, do you? Have no, you heard I'm just it? speculating. Okay, that's that's a. 
You know what, Kyle? I love that. I really love that. So, because I feel like this match needs something more, because they've done it. Like they've they've had this this has been a few that's been going on forever. I'm not complaining. They're all fantastic, but uh, this needs to be the end. And I think crowning champions would be the perfect way to do that. What do you who you got? House of Black. House of Black for sure. I I, I, I go either way. This could really go either way. I agree. I'm going to say House of Black, but I feel like this is the one that's the most toss-up to me. Uh, for me, the reason that I say House of Black is just because the Lucha Bros were just the tag champions. So it's not like they have spent years in this company without titles. Um, and I just, I got a feeling that the House of Black is going to find a way to come through. Maybe this will be the turn of Julia Hart. Maybe. Could be. Could be. We could get, We could have Alexa Bliss in AEW. Um, she's, she's, she is so young. Jesus. Anyway, uh, I mean, I guess that's, that's Buddy Matthews' type, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was kayfabe. I am kidding. Um. You didn't need to clarify that. That was great. <laughs> Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Um, they've had great matches before. Is this going to be Is this one going to be One hand Too many in the cookie jar uh, well, I think they've only Had the one match I think you're in, right in, in Ring of Honor I don't yeah. think so I think this is going to be great The crowd's going to be super into it um, right. I could honestly see this being a series Honestly I could Because if you're going to have the Hardy Boys Let's not do any more Matt Hardy stuff Let's just do the Hardy Boys I feel like this could be like a – they could turn it to a best of five or something I, like I that. I still want to see the Broken Hardys. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not done with that. We didn't really get Matt – we didn't really get Broken Matt here. And I still I still need a bit of Broken Matt. Maybe the, the Young Bucks can win and break them. All right. Um, so they, the Young Bucks are the ones who, who put uh, Broken Matt back together. That's true. Um, we're going to talk about it, even though it hasn't been officially announced as a match. MJF versus Wardlow. Oh, it has now. It has. Okay. Um, yeah, that's going to be a lot. So war- this week uh, was the first stipulation. Uh, Wardlow had to take ten lashings. Seven of them did not flinch. Eight, sorry, eight of them he did not flinch. The ninth one, he flinched a little because Sean Spears delivered uh, eight and nine. And Sean Spears, I think, hit him in the chest mm. with the, the belt from the back. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to flinch. And after eight, like, come on. Yeah. And then MJF went for the last one and low-blowed him. And then they beat the shit out of him. Um, it was. It's going to be a great match. This match is going to be built around MJF selling... Um, Wardlow's going to have to sell in this match for sure, but honestly, dude, I think MJF's going to win. Yeah, they kind of don't like him losing too much, do they? It's not that. It's this contract, man. I feel like this program has come at the wrong time for MJF to go. I mean, he might lose. He might, he might, because he has lost this year. I don't, like, I don't, there's no need to speculate about MJF's contract. Because MJF isn't a person. 
He's a wrestling character. That's true. Until he's not a wrestling character, I don't. I'm not going to try to speculate. I was like, hmm. Let's try to get into the mind of the person who doesn't come out of character. How? Why? Until until I see like real confirmation of any of you know him actually signing with WWE, I refuse to believe basically any of this. I I think it would be a, a detriment to his career, but like that's just me. Uh, He's but also any- twenty three. He's got lots of career to be detrimental to. True. Get your um, money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, I, I, I fear MJF's going to win this. I don't think MJF needs to win this. I think Wardlow needs to win this. I think Wardlow has been, they've positioned him as a guy for years and years and years who could turn at any point, and this is the moment where they're having their match. Just do it. Just, he has, they've barely touched. Let MJF take the 16 power bombs. And then Wardlow pins him. I know he just lost to Punk, but that's fucking Punk. It's not like he's losing to fucking nobody. Also, he, the only what's that? There's an argument that could will get to that. I know Punk's old, but like I get it. But and, but at, to that same point, like I think that Wardlow is is been has been positioned to win this match for two years. Like just do it. Just let him get the match, and then you know what? If 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 what you want in the main event happens, there's a a perfect competitor for Hangman Page. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, main event: Punk versus Page for the title. I think we're gonna disagree on this. What have you got? I got Punk. I got punk, um, and 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 I like I I don't like I've had I have a buddy who's like ah, he's he's too smart he knows he doesn't need the belt and while that's maybe true, I think he's gonna win the belt. I I I think that Hangman Page has been fine. I think that Hangman Page is better in the chase. Uh, but but he doesn't I have, get the chase. But I also think that it's it goes back to what you were saying about MJF hangman page is young too. So like this guy's going to be the champion again. I don't, I don't think that this hurts him if he loses to CM Punk. I, I, maybe you'll disagree and I'm sure you will, but I just don't think that this is the guy that I'll put it to you this way, Kyle, when we did our last fantasy booking Island, um, you had to CM Punk beat hangman page. You told me I had to have CM Punk win the title. Uh, you, that's right, but you that had to be Hangman Page. Oh, I know you that. Have... But here's the thing. And here's why I... To me, Hangman Page winning this is gives him a huge feather in his cap. Which his title reign kind of needs. He beat Omega... He beat, like, he's beaten a lot, he's beaten basically everybody, the best people in the company, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson twice, or at least, like, once, but, like, held on to the title twice. Right. He's he's been fantastic. He's had great matches. Like, this idea that he's been a disappointing champion, what more do you want him to do? 
I don't. I. 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 You know what's funny is I. I don't think he's a disappointing champion. I just yeah. think that the chase is more exciting with him. Maybe, like, but I feel like he doesn't like he doesn't but, innately uh, get to chase. I feel like he's not first in line to get another title shot, and I feel like the that chase. For me, we said I think we said that because the chase was against Omega, a guy he had to chase down. With CM Punk, I feel like we're just see, and we all you already to the CM Punk fans who need to see him win this title because I think there's a lot of CM Punk fans who need to see him win this title because they want to recapture the magic of him winning the WWE title or get the the title run that they think he deserved in WWE that he didn't get or whatever. I don't mean to be dismissive of it. Uh, I am going to be a bit dismissive of it, though, because, you know, that was, again, I can't believe I have to keep saying this, seven years ago. But CM Punk does not need the title because there's no match that CM Punk can't set up or can't have by just saying, I'm CM Punk. And the idea that CM Punk is going to win this championship, to me, what that means is it limits what you are able to do with the title matches. Because now the title matches can't be CM Punk versus, you know, whatever wrestler it happens to be. We have to have dream matches. So we have to get these whatever dream matches that we need with CM Punk out of the way. And I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I don't think that's necessarily true. If you look at like the, the roster that he's wrestled against so far, and yeah, we had Darby Allen to start, but he also wrestled guys like Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, on TV. Sure, sure, Auntie, I get that. But like, but I think the other problem with it is is that a CM Punk match, if you're being being as serious as we can right now, who's better in the ring right now? Punk or Page? I it, it depends. I, that's a hard question for me because I'm a Punk fan, right? Because and and I also don't. I, I I'm in the camp that he hasn't had a bad or even meh match since uh, he's come in. And, and I know you disagree with that, but like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a punk fan. I think that the style of wrestling that he wrestles is great. I love hangman page. He's great. He's fantastic. His finisher is one of the best in the business. And uh, again, like I, I don't, here's my thing with punk. I think he wins the title. I think by the end of this year, MJF, beats him to win that title. And for me, and I and I know you may disagree, but for me, MJF getting the win on Punk, the guy who caused all the c- catastrophe for him in this year, that title win means more than him beating Paige. Maybe. I I can see that. If that's the direction you want to go, I guess. And, and you know what? It's funny. is I believe that's also the direction you had um, in your fantasy booking as well. You had MJF beating Punk. But... The problem, well, I actually I need to double check that because I feel like I had Punk turning heel. Um, that could still happen too. That definitely could still happen too. Page Omega 
again, it's, take it with a grain of salt. The Page Omega got five and a half stars from Meltzer. Uh, Page Danielson got five stars. I think the second Page Danielson and Adam, his Adam Cole match was just as good. And his Lance Archer match was amazing. And those were a lot of very different matches, too. Like, he can wrestle technically. He has great power offense as well. He can move, he can work as fast as basically anybody. And he can work a bloody death match. Right. Like, the problem for me with the CM Punk thing is I think you are limiting what those championship matches can be. And to me, I understood, I understand Chris Jericho being the initial champion. And I agree with it because, you know, you wanted the championship because Paige wasn't ready at that point to be the champion. So let's not forget, Paige lost Jericho. Or uh, Jericho beat Paige to win the title in the first place. Right. But Paige is fully ready now. He's delivering great matches. And don't tell me you don't want it. Like, I know you as Punk fan want to see Punk Okada. Because you, I think it's a better match in your head than it's actually going to be. Not that it'll be bad, it'll just be as good as a punk match can be. I think you're using this AJ Styles edge thing against me right now. <laughs> um, boy. I mean... <laughs> I'm kidding. They I'm kidding. sure did have the same match again. I've heard it was better. I haven't watched it. It was um, better. It wasn't... Like better, it wasn't the anyway. It's not the point. It was it was an improvement. Like Hangman Page is so good in the ring, and he's like he's an interesting character. And I think there's more interesting heels right now that I think he can work against than there are faces. Especially with you know Danielson and Ty, and Moxley tied up with Combat Club. Who's the guy who's going to challenge Punk? I don't think the combat club necessarily means that uh, they're they're out of the main event scene. I think they're I think they're and and especially if 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 Punk turns heel and gets FTR and then they have the Bret Hart stable. <laughs> oh boy, um, I just the extended like, hearts. Yes, I yeah the the new Hart family, um, the pacemakers. You're you're asking a lot of me, like especially let's especially if it's Adam Cole. I I think maybe that's the reason is if Adam Cole is going to win the tournament, the Owen Hart tournament, they're going to do Adam Cole versus CM Punk because that'll be I don't know. It'll be good. I don't necessarily think that the Owen Hart tournament is going to like, you know, justify title shot right away. Um, but we'll see. Like, I, especially considering Adam Cole was just in the title picture, I, I kind of think you want to might maybe do some stuff with him. And, and, and he doesn't need to be in the – he doesn't need to be at the top of NXT. <laughs> or, sorry, at the top of AEW like he was in NXT, rather. I just – for me, man, what I'm hoping, actually, is if Samoa Joe beats Adam Cole – uh, Hangman Page versus Samoa Joe would be fantastic. Yeah, but then you also have Punk and Joe. And you know they have history. Uh, yes, history. 
2004. I know, I know. Again, here's the thing. As a person who has a minor in history from university, this is actually true. I do like history. History is great. There's a lot of things that you can learn from history. But history happened in the past as well. It's true. It's true. Um, Sometimes in the distant past. Again, I don't like. I understand for all the punk fans who need to see punk hold that belt, and God, there will be so many punk fans crying their eyes out when he wins that championship. Can I ask? It would you be opposed to Joe holding the title? No. Oh, Kyle, that's the same age bracket, really. Joe hasn't been gone for seven years. No, he, that's right. But but punk, but he also did like. And while I feel like the the booking of Joe has been fantastic since he's gone back, or since he's come back rather. Um, punk, I, mean, I, I say for me, Joe to me, I feel like um, I'd rather see him be an elder statesman on ROH. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, and, and, I think that's where, like, not that he can't wrestle in AEW because he's, I, I like Samoa Joe. He's great. And he doesn't have to be a, a heel here. He can just be Joe. Because, you know, WWE were the last to realize that Samoa Joe was really popular with the fans. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I understand the tear in their eye, the CM Punk fans will will all be lining up to applaud the fact that he is their champion and they can, they can we can just roll back the clock to, to when life was great in 2015 or whatever year it was, 2013. I, I just don't know if we need – I just don't know if we need to see it, one, and two, I don't, I don't – think he needs to um um how do I go about this I don't think he needs to hold the title for him to get all the matches that we you know can get out of him okay also uh, I can it kind of limits the the championship because like here's I'll give you an example Orange Cassidy wrestled for a championship do you want to see Orange Cassidy versus Punk? Not really. Right. Whereas I think Orange Cassidy versus um, uh, Page, not on a pay-per-view, but on a TV show, would be great. Yeah, but I also, I, like, you're, I thought you were talking pay-per-view. Like, Punk on a TV show with versus Orange Cassidy is fine. I just, I, I would say Orange Cassidy is the wrong guy to have chosen to ask me that question. I like Orange Cassidy, but, like, I just don't want to see him as a world champion. So, like, I, that's, I that's been, just me. The match he wrestled, he deserved to win it. Maybe. maybe. The match I don't he wrestled it. against, against uh, him, Omega, and, and uh, Pac, if any three of those guys had walked away with the championship, I would have been happy because they all deserved it in that match. Fair. And that's the thing to me is, like, if the match is great, then I don't care as much who wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know I don't think this match is going to be bad. I think it's going to be very good. I just like the one thing keep or the things that are keeping um, AEW from being WCW is an emphasis on um a variation of styles of wrestling 
sort of um, featuring heavily the sort of like combination pure resu or yeah pure resu lucha libre style. Uh, if that makes any sense. No, like, but but uh, to that point though, WCW did have a, a, a you know a very solid cruiserweight division, lots of lucha libre yeah, style. Sure, but like the, those guys would be on the first match and then never again. That's true. That's true. Whereas um, like that, there's a it's there's an element of that that's main eventing. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, um, but like, Punk is very much Southern style wrestling at this point in his career, which isn't bad. I like having that on the card. I don't even mind that in a championship play position. I just think it's a little bit limiting for what that cha- for the championship has been in terms of the title matches it's been through. Well, and I also want to see Paige Okada way more than I want to see Punk Okada. That's fair. That's totally fair. And w- there's no guarantee that's even going to be the match. But like, uh, no. but but that being said, though, I I, I see where you're coming from. I, I do. Um, and I think that we're certainly going to, uh, have a lot to talk about next weekend. Um, Kyle, we've, we, we've really done a number on this show. Yeah. We've talked for a while. Um, why don't you tell the fine folks who listen to Wednesday Night Wallop where to find all, all of our social medias? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at... Uh, WM Wallop. You can find us on Instagram, WM Wallop. You can find us on Facebook, search Wednesday Night Wallop. Black, black with yellow, our names, that's us. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can do so at LeregendaryKJ. That is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. Rylan, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for a lengthy but important show, I think. Definitely, we needed to get all that off our chest and certainly, uh, I'm looking forward to next week. We are going to have a double or nothing live event. We're going to have more information up on our socials, uh, later this week, letting you know where to find us, uh, on for that. Um, Kyle, send the people home happy. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate each and every one of you and you have been walloped. Good night. You've been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.